Recording from the Sunshine City, St. Petersburg, Florida, overlooking beautiful Tampa Bay, this is the Sonography Lounge, sponsored by Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute. This podcast is dedicated to medical professionals and patients around the world interested in diagnostic and interventional ultrasound. Our podcast will discuss everything ultrasound, from news, trends, career paths, new technology, and industry updates. Hosted by Lori Green and Tricia Rio of Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute, they bring over four decades of experience in the ultrasound profession and are here to guide you through this journey. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on the Sonography Lounge, where we talk about all things ultrasound. My name is Trisha Rio, and I will be co-hosting today's episode with Lori Green. Today's episode is part of our technology update series, and we're so happy to have with us Courtney Ernst, who is the product manager of the radiology segment with Neurologica, and she's here to talk to us today about their liver analysis system tools. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you. And thank you, Lori and Trisha. Yeah, you're welcome. We're so happy to have you here today. And, uh, you know, the, the ultrasound industry continues to rapidly expand along with ongoing improvements in technology to increase capabilities to accurately diagnose various disease processes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you know, there's a global rise in the prevalence of chronic disorders such as cancer, tumors, gallstones, and fatty liver disease. And along with that, there's an increased awareness towards early disease diagnosis and technological advancements in ultrasound imaging devices that mm-hmm. are going to certainly boost the demand for ultrasound systems that have the technology available to assist with the accurate diagnosis with these disease processes. So today our discussion, as Trisha said, we're focused on advanced technology that Neurologica has incorporated into their systems to identify and quantify fatty liver disease. So why don't we get started today? And um, Courtney, why don't you tell us a little bit about why Neurologica decided to develop a liver analysis package? Sure, sure. Well, I think in the beginning you summarized it nicely, but um, as you said, there is a global increase in uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which I'll refer to as NAFLD. Um, And if we can detect this in the fibrotic stage, it's possible it could be reversible. Um, So using the liver analysis tools or package, that's what we call it from a marketing perspective, on the prestige, we can assist in the diagnosis and progression of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So I thought I would just cover just a little bit for um, those on the podcast that aren't familiar with NAFLD. I think a lot of people are now. If you've gone to some of the trade shows this year, they're talking about it. It seems to be a topic of um, lectures. But NAFLD is an umbrella term. Uh, I'd like to think of it as it kind of encompasses a spectrum of disorders such as fat deposits in the liver, um, uh, liver fibrosis, and cirrhosis. All of these are caused by non-alcoholic consumption. Mm-hmm. So most recently, um, the numbers show that NAFLD accounts for a little over 30%. This is the most recent literature, accounts for a little over 30% in the United States and 25% globally. So this is significant. Mm-hmm. Um, these these fat deposits can lead to inflammation. Um, and this is, this is important to monitor um, in the liver um, once the patient is diagnosed mm-hmm. um, with NAFLD. Mm-hmm. They typically under ultrasound, um, these patients present with increased echogenicity um, that we, we compare to the kidney, right kidney. 
specifically the cortex. Um, so technologies have been developed to quantify uh, the attenuation and scattering properties that are generated inside the liver to help monitor the stage that the patient's in with NAFLD. Gotcha. So when you're talking about this liver analysis package and using it to basically, um, you know, watch the development of this disorder and the progression of it, what mm-hmm. kind of tools does this package include that sets it apart from maybe a system that doesn't have this? Sure. So, uh, um, well, one thing to keep in mind and that is key when I start talking through the the three tools that we do offer at this time is that in order to feature the different measurement principles and to ensure the ease of use, um, Samsung's quantification or Neurologica's quantification tools for fatty liver um, provide measurement methods um, for the three properties I'm gonna talk about. Um, Echogenicity, which will be our easy HRI, attenuation, which we refer to as TAI, and backscatter, which we refer to as TSI. Um, these characteristics are shown by each of these ultrasound measurement principles that change as the liver becomes fatty. Gotcha. Okay. This is, yeah, it's software, so it's very easy to implement. Um, it takes, it adds probably um, maybe one to two minutes onto the exam time, and it can be done during any time during the exam. And it also provides a reporting package at the end of the exam. So again, the patient can be monitored as they come back for further scans. That's nice. So they have a baseline study and then they can come back and have monitoring and compare if there's been any changes. Right. I like how you said it only adds one to two minutes to the exam time, because a lot of times, you know, we just did a podcast with Dan Bork on sonographer burnout, and we were mm-hmm. talking specifically about how it seems there's more and more guidelines, more and more things to do, and yet we're not getting any more time for these studies. So I think it's refreshing to hear that, you know, for the sonographers who are listening, okay, so this isn't going to really add a burden. I'm going to be able to help my patients without having to spend an extra 20 minutes trying to get this information. That's good. Right. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think when people do learn about new technologies, exactly that's what they're worried about. I mean, cause throughput is so important now, um, as long, as long, um, as well as ergonomics. So yeah, I think, um, and there's also, uh, you know, some of the, the studies out right now, I don't know if you've been following any of the literature, but I think this is going to become a tool that's going to be implemented for every, every patient that comes in with, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Awesome. Um, and I, yeah. And like I said, we have three tools and I, I just want to go through mm-hmm. those briefly because this is what really differentiates, um, the prestige from other products. But, um, we have TAI again, which is referred to as tissue attenuation. And this is a cool that this is a tool, sorry, that quantitatively measures the attenuation of the ultrasound signals that are received from the liver. Um, so as you know, attenuation of ultrasound signals is a gradual loss of signal strength. Um, that's usually due to absorption, reflection, refraction, scattering, et cetera. All those great things we learned during mm-hmm. physics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so TAI or tissue attenuation imaging actually quantifies the attenuation based on the changes in the center frequency. We know that attenuation is greater in higher frequency components. Mm-hmm. Um, and this results in changes in the center frequency of the signal. So attenuation causes a change in the center frequency at deeper depths, 
while a more severe fatty liver is associated with a greater attenuation. Okay. Um, when you're in the TAI package, again, it's software. So you're scanning the liver like you normally are. You're going to get a good image maybe of the right lobe of the liver. And then you're going to go ahead and just push a button on the touch panel. And these values will be displayed on the ultrasound image. And then again, also on a reporting page. Wow. Is it like a, a region of interest that you put over the liver or it's just you're just scanning and then you go into that TAI mo mode? Yes, there is a region of interest and we have a nice little quick guide and how to videos that remind the users on how to um, to use the tool. But yeah, there is some mm -hmm. there are some guidelines that are recommended. Um that, you know, where the placement of this ROI is. Mm -hmm. okay. But again, that's that's something that's easy to change um, and can also your your values, if you're not comfortable with them, they can be deleted and you can go ahead and redo um, a measurement. Fantastic. We, we divide our package up pretty much into two sections. So we combine the TAI and TSI and then the easy HRI, which I'll talk about last, that's for me, the most exciting because it's something we've done um, as sonographers. We've always visualized the echogenicity differences between the renal cortex and the, the liver parenchyma, but now we can actually um, quantify that. But um, before I get into that, I, I'll talk about a little bit about TSI. Mm -hmm, so okay. again, this is we combine these two measurements together, the TAI and TSI. When I say combine them, they can be done from the same image. Okay. Um, so you don't have to re-image the patient again, which saves time. Gotcha. The TSI is the tissue scattering tool. Um, again, that's that quantifies the scattered single signal distribution um, based on the background signals. So scattering the reflection of the ultrasound waves in multiple directions, um, not affected by the entire angle, produces a speckle pattern and the ultrasound image. So this is something that we should all be familiar with. Um, so, and we know that these changes or this distribution of the changes of the backscatter is based on the scattering intensity. So again, we get a quantitative number based on this um, that would the physicians and there's normal values um, that are being used now for reporting models. And um, this is quantified along with the TAI and reporting package. Got it. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. I like it. Sure. So the last tool we call Easy HRI. So that stands for a pedorenal index. So studies have shown that a pedorenal index or hepatorenal ratio, um, it's a sensitive and non-invasive way of, um, it's a simple calculation of the B-mode ratio, basically. So it takes the brightness ratio of the liver parenchyma over the renal cortex um, in each user-selected region of interest. And then this equation is used to calculate the value. So the easy HRI function, and again, that's a marketing term we use, functions in much the same way as the conventional um, HRI, but offers a greater convenience and improved workflow by suggesting the ROI position. Okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So it kind of, when you're imaging the patient, it's going to tell you, okay, this is a good area to apply this tool? Yes, yes. 
Exactly. So the, the calculation involved in determining the initial ROI position requires just three simple steps. Um, the liver and kidney segmentation. So the ROI is extracted from both the liver and kidney based on the image that the user selects. And then two region of interest um, circles or areas are placed on the renal parenchyma and the cortex. And this is based on deep learning technology. The system will suggest an area that you should take this calculation. And then it uses an analysis method. Um, and what this does, it extracts the three brightness classes from each segment organ. And then it takes to extract only the cortex by excluding the anatomical structures and image artifacts. So it basically looks for consistency. And it does that based, again, on this deep learning technology. And then the system will say, okay, this is the best image. This is the most accurate. And this is what we're going to use for the result. So, I mean, very simple to use. And the user has the ability to go ahead and change their region of interest settings. So if they're not comfortable where the system has placed it, then, or if they're doing a side-by-side -side comparison to a previous exam and they, you know, the previous user did change those ROIs, that is possible. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's good. That's, that sounds to me like it makes for a consistent outcome between patient or between studies, mm -hmm. you know, which yeah. is obviously important when you're trying to watch the progression. So Courtney, can you tell us for any of our patients that may be, you know, listening to today's podcast, what is the importance of utilizing these tools to watch the progression of this fatty infiltration of the liver? Right. So this particular tool, the, the three tools I spoke about, the TAI, TSI, and EZHRI are all part of monitoring um, liver, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We want to catch it before it gets to that fibrotic or past the fibrotic stage. So if you add these liver analysis tools along with blood work, um, and in some cases, a liver biopsy, um, they'll all help your, your doctor, primary care physician monitor the progression. I mean, the, the great thing about these tools is, again, it's not only a qualitative assessment they give you of the liver, which, you know, we're used to doing an ultrasound all the time, just looking at something and then giving our interpretation to the physician. However, we all like to scan a little bit differently. So that interpretation can vary from sonographer to sonographer. This will give you a quantitative value. So it makes it easier for patients to be monitored and follow, you know, follow up and compare those values. But again, it's just one part of the solution. Great. Yeah, exactly. And it's nice to be able to have a quantitative um, method to correlate with your qualitative factors and characteristics that we've utilized for years, but now we have these advancements that we can, will help us have a higher level of confidence in saying uh, what is actually, actually going on with the patient, not only for initial diagnosis, but then as in monitoring or following up the patient. So that's very exciting um, tools to have available on your system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, along with, with some of the other technologies too, like share wave lustography, contrast, fusion, these are all tools that can be part of the liver analysis package or solution. The, you know, shear wave is a little bit different than, than the tools I talked to about now because it looks at the stiffness um, properties. And again, that's also quantitative and qualitative. So 
really just some exciting um, technology out there and, and deep learning technology that's that's really helping um, the diagnosis and monitoring of our patients. Um, we we also have um, a, a proprietary software called Shadow HDR. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of on the podcast that aren't clinical, a lot of times when we're scanning, we have to scan in between the ribs. Just give the liver as an example, because this is a nice tie into the liver tools, um, we get shadowing from the ribs. So what Shadow HDR is designed to do is to maximize the clarity of the grayscale image, because that's what you want to see, mm-hmm. by compensating for areas of increased attenuation and suppressing the shadows, such as the ribs that I just referred to. So you can actually obtain a single image even if you are getting that rib shadow without asking the patient to change positions or moving your transducer from rib space to rib space. That'll suppress those shadows so you can see behind that area. So that was the area that you wanted to get your TAI or TSI measurement from. You could do that without repositioning. Wow. I mean, I've said for my whole career, I wish I could just take the ribs out. <laughs> and then put exactly. Them right. Well, and when you start to think about it, you think about all the possibilities too with shadow HDR. I just mentioned liver in his example because I know that's what we're focusing on today. But this is great for baby heads. Um, mm. You know, you get the shadowing from the skull, so mm-hmm. you can now eliminate some of that shadowing, so you can actually see the anatomy. It's great for women with IUDs because you can eliminate the shadowing from that, so you can see the uterus <sighs> better. So really yeah. a, a lot of possibilities. And again, that's proprietary to, um, to Samsung. Yeah. I'm a vascular sonographer. So I immediately thought of the arterial, uh, calcifications that mm-hmm. shadow out your venous when you're trying to do a DVT setting, you're always trying to reposition and try to go from a different angle to see the vein. Cause all you see is shadow. So that's exciting. That's very exciting. Yes. Yeah, it's just something that you can use in so many different applications in ultrasound. And as we know, Patients come in all shapes and sizes and their body habitus can drastically impact whether you're able to get a good quality image or not. And especially in those people that have really high livers and you have to come in from a a coronal approach or roll them, as you said, you know, there's they may not be in a, 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 you know, a medical situation Mm -hmm. at that point where they can move. So especially your trauma patients that you maybe you're doing a fast exam on and you're trying to get a good look at the spleen and the. And the uh, liver, the, you know, Morrison's pouch and so forth. And you have to deal with someone is, first of all, probably not been fasting. Second of all, might not be the greatest body habitus. And here we got to try to figure out, you know, how to scan them in a very rapid manner to uh, determine the life-threatening process from trauma to, to get them to treatment as soon as possible. So that's a, that's a very exciting tool that you have available. Just on a side note, Courtney, does that affect the overall frame rate or quality of the image when you turn that on the shadow yeah, HDR? It has, it has minimal effect. I mean, just like with anything, you know, as you, you turn on more mm-hmm. imaging features, you know, as we know, an ultrasound is always one thing goes up, the other thing goes down. Right. Uh, but it is, it's a tool that we use when it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it certainly doesn't, uh, change the image quality for that particular image. Do we scan with it on all the time? No. Right. Do you need it, you know, during your entire exam? No. Right. Um, it's it's great that the sonographer user has that 
ability to have this tool. Right. You can use them when you need it, get your answers and then move on to the next thing. Right. And that's the beauty, beauty of having these different tools available to you to be able to get your answers and utilize that information to correlate with your other uh, standard imaging uh, practices. So that's awesome. Very exciting. Yeah. See, was there anything else you wanted to share with us about your technology updates that are going on with Neurologica? Oh, I could go on for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. Well, Well, I guess then go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's been a, an exciting um, year for us and a couple of years we've we've launched a couple of new products. And I just really like not only with Samsung, but just watching the industry and the, the advancements in AI technology. So um, I think next year will be will be, um, it, you know, will be exciting to see what what comes out next. I know we're working on on several things, um, which I obviously can't talk about. Mm-hmm. But we'll hopefully be releasing some of those things at some of the, the larger trade shows next year. Right. No, thank you. Yeah. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. It's so exciting. AI technology is definitely changing things (laughs) on a a dramatic, in a dramatic way and uh, only for the better and improvements in, in uh, the way that we utilize our ultrasound systems and the end, end result is improvements in quality of patient care. So that's really exciting and exciting for you to be part of that as a, as a, a team of uh, people in Samsung Neurologica that are always in the forefront of, you know, bringing out new technology. Mm-hmm. And so we are, we're so happy to be, have the opportunity to just spend a little bit of time with you and see what was going on and updates in your systems and, and what improvements you're bringing to the industry. We, we, we do appreciate um, you joining us today. Yeah, that was uh, very exciting. I mean, I love learning about all this new technology. And I tell you, you guys have been very busy during COVID. That's for sure. You've been <laughs> yeah, behind the we, scenes building and innovating. That's right. Well, thank you. It looks like we're about out of time. So, um, you know, it's been very exciting and insightful to hear about these technological advancements that have been made to diagnose chronic disorders such as fatty liver disease that is on the rise worldwide. And the new u- the use of new ultrasound technology can provide the ability to have early detection to assist with a more timely diagnosis and treatment for these patients. So, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us today to share these exciting system advances with our listeners. Great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we'd also like to thank our listeners for being with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the Sonography Lounge podcast and follow us on social media so you don't miss an episode. Have a great day and happy scanning. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Sonography Lounge. Don't forget, if you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Sonography Lounge and Twitter at SonographyLNG. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, feel free to send an email to us at sonographylounge at gmail.com. Have a great week and scan, scan, scan. <laughs>